0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So today I have a conversation with Nate Freeman. So Nate is a personal trainer and online coach, and we have a fantastic conversation about everything from building a business to leaving his corporate job to um, start his own personal training business. And a lot of his story kind of resonates very much with me with making the transition from teaching to being a personal trainer and building an online business, um. So that was really really interesting kind of side of the conversation to have, and um, we talk a lot about, you know, the importance of consistent habits and to drop that all all or nothing thinking, and um, building these habits over time for sustainable change. He talks about his own fitness journey as well, about how he was someone who wasn't into fitness at all um, to something that he got into during COVID to help with his isolation because he was living on his own, um, his mental health, and then just about building this belief in ourselves through fitness that extends to all areas of our lives so really really interesting conversation and it was so interesting as well to hear it from a male perspective so we often you know I work, I coach women and I interact a lot with women and their challenges when it comes to health and fitness and fat loss so it was really interesting to hear it from a male perspective um, Nate is also a dad he's a single dad and um, he has a little boy and we talk a little bit about the importance of, the, of this healthy lifestyle and of your kids seeing you achieve and see, seeing you go for your dreams and seeing you um, put your health and fitness first and the challenges then of balancing being a parent to um, making a career change and building a business. And we talk in general just about what basic habits are important for sustainable change. Long term, when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to health, when it comes to fitness, so I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you guys do too. Nate, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: That's okay. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, I so I'm really excited about this conversation um, because I think we're going to have a lot in common to talk about. And for anyone listening, this is actually our first conversation together, so this is going like I'm really excited to be recording our first time having. conversation about these different topics we've gone back and forth on Instagram about different things but it's going to be cool to um to just hash it out today on on camera I suppose so I suppose to start off do you want to tell everyone your story your background what you do where what got you to where you are today
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm a personal trainer based in um, Basingstoke, which is in Hampshire, um, which is about an hour outside of London. Um, Depending on how good everyone's geography is, you can kind of work your way out of that. Um, I've been personal training for about 18 months now. Um, I became qualified in December 2021. um, And I've been coaching kind of part time up until April this year. Uh, before that, I, I worked in financial services. I, I worked for a bank as a, um, like a project manager, business analyst, um, and I, w- I was quite serious in that space, um, but I kind of um, fell out of love with the long work hours and the, the intense work and things like that, so I kind of decided to change um, to become a personal trainer instead. Um, the reason I did it is because I personally was never into health and fitness myself. Um, I was a bit of a workaholic, um, kind of living for the weekends and living for drinking for the weekends. And then the pandemic, like a lot of people, I, kind of, I think it made me have some reassessments of what I was doing with myself and kind of these long work hours and things like that probably aren't the the, the way to go. So I started running. And then from there, my fitness journey kind of escalated and escalated and escalated. uh, And then and then I became a personal trainer, basically.
0: That's such a fantastic story. And so similar to mine, because like that, my journey started in COVID in the lockdown as well. And I think it was very much when everything just like when everything stopped and we actually had time to think. Yeah. I was like, hold on a second. What, what, like, what have I been doing these past 10, 15 years? And that, that, like, for, I don't know about yourself, but for me, I found I was kind of living this reactionary life, you know, I kind of, I'd went to school, I'd went to college, I got a job as a teacher, started working as teaching, nice and secure, decent enough money, we were able to buy a house, had kids, just one thing after another, and then you're kind of trapped in this cycle of bills and structure and responsibility, and yeah. it only took it took until everything stopped, and I was like, okay, what do I actually want to do? And you, that for you,
1: you kind of think to yourself as well. You're like, is this it? Like, and the same like like for you, you know, you're in this cycle, and you're like, is this really what I've worked so hard to to get into this like uh, treadmill of just like r- rinse and repeat? Um, and for for me, the big thing in lockdown, it, it was running. And I was, because basically, you know, I was like, I'm going to spend a long time by myself during lockdown. I live by myself. I have a uh, eight-year-old who stays with me uh, six days every fortnight. I don't know what that is percentage-wise, like 40-something percent, just under 50%. And I was like, I'm going to be alone for a lot of time. So what am I going to do to cope with this isolation? And for me, the, th- the thing was running. And that just gave me more time to reflect, because when you're out and about and you're running uh you're just thinking um your mind starts to stray for me it was kind of like a meditation sort of thing because you're out and it's just you and your thoughts and you're kind of pushing through some stuff and things like that and that really gave me time to reflect as well
0: yeah and i think that's the huge thing for fitness and the same for me um that, that that it's it is meditation. Now I'm not a huge fan of running myself. I love getting out walking. I'll walk for hours, and you know even getting into the gym, headphones on, and that space for me. But I find, um, when I was doing a bit of running, what I the challenge that I enjoyed in running is I couldn't actually. Think of things. I had to literally be like keep breathing. What like I'd be like in two, three, four, out two, three, four, and I'd literally be counting my breaths to keep my breathing under control. But and like which was I found quite challenging, you know, and just pushing myself. And I only ever did about like five k. <laughs> but um, I what I found is afterwards the ref- how refreshed my brain felt from completely switching off from the constant oh I have to do this, making to do lists and worrying, and you know it took me out of that part of my brain and into the very much into the now
1: yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing and, and I've I've moved on from then and, and and like you said I don't think running like like you said about not really enjoying running I don't think running was my specific thing either but because it was the only thing that was available to me as a challenge at the time that's really what started my journey into health and fitness and even though the thing for me is is strength and resistance training and, um, and, uh, like walking, I'd much prefer walking nowadays running was the, ch- the consistent challenge that I needed at the time in order to, uh, push myself a little bit and actually see what happens when I actually tried at something, um, consistently. And, and, and I, and I got pretty good at running, um, just through consistently, uh, repeating a process. Um, but yeah i kind of moved on from 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 running quite quickly it wasn't it's not the thing for me anymore but at the time it was exactly what i needed
0: that's amazing and like to it just builds this bank of evidence doesn't it to build your confidence and like i was the same as you i would have been you know obviously i was raising my kids and you know working monday to friday and like that living for the weekends and, you know, having a few drinks Friday night and Saturday night, sometimes Thursday nights as well. And, you know, it became this vicious cycle, feeling like shit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and feeling great again by Thursday. And this cycle that I genuinely didn't think I had any talents. I didn't think I was good at anything. I was like, oh, I'm an OK teacher. And I'm like, oh, I'm an OK, parent, you know, like i ticking all the boxes, keeping everyone alive. It's, it's all yeah. good. Um, But I didn't feel passionate about anything. And I didn't think I was particularly like I knew I was a good enough communicator, but I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think I had any gifts. And I thought that only certain people had gifts. And I think what fitness brought for me was I was like, oh... I can do this. And for yep. you, for you, it was running. For me, it was CrossFit at the time. And I, I used to do home workouts and stuff as well. And I had kind of dipped in and out of the gym. But it was when I got into CrossFit, I really discovered my true potential, what I could actually do, what, how much I could push my body, how much I could push my mind to keep pushing through hard workouts uh, was a game changer for me. And it changed my whole mindset from a very fixed mindset, I would say, to to a growth mindset.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Do, 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 do you mind if I swear? no anyway. okay well basically so So i have this thing that i say to everyone basically i used to be so convinced that i was a piece of shit and i would be like i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that and it's exactly what you described with um like the you're just like i'm okay like and you know like oh, i couldn't do that i couldn't do that i couldn't do that and as soon as you start chipping away at that you're like oh i'm not as like as shit as I believe, I'm not as worthless as I believe. As you start, like you say, with the evidence, it's the running that got it for me, the CrossFit that got it for you. And you're just like, oh, I'm not. Like, if I just consistently try to do something, I will get good. And I'm not as shit as I believe that I was, but I just had this thing in the back of my mind. It's like, you can't do that. Like, you can't. You can't. And then when you actually start trying, it, the possibilities are endless. And, and And that's why I got into personal trainings because for someone who believes i'm toying with calling my thing like you're not a piece of shit or something like that like launching a course like that to help people believe that they're um like that you you can do it anyone can do it i've done i've done it you've done it like you know if you consistently have the right approach you can like the possibilities are endless.
0: Yeah. You can do absolutely anything and that's it. And it like, it branches out into all areas of your life And you're like, Oh wait, I can actually run this distance distance. I can actually lift this weight. I can do this. I can enjoy it. And then discovering, especially kind of into your thirties, discovering new things that you enjoy yes. is another thing. You know, it's like, uh, you think that, Oh, I just enjoyed th- this. Oh, I like, you know, I don't like working out. I don't like fitness. And then you start and you're like, Oh wait, okay. I didn't really like this type of fitness, but I kind of like this and you start leaning into it and then the more you do things you enjoy enjoy the more it lights you up and I just think that not enough people are following that kind of that spark inside them when they feel you know that kind of that fire inside them that they get excited about something like you need to lean into it
1: yeah I mean I I coach I coach a guy at the moment and he he uh when he started coming to me he couldn't do kind of his his mobility was really restricted so we went through some some movements like we went right to the basics of coaching. So we talked about like squatting correctly, we talked about overhead pressing correctly. So, all of these kind of fundamental movements that initially, when he came into me, he, he couldn't do them. And over time, he, he, he then improved and progressed and he could do them. But the wonderful thing is, we were having a conversation the other day, and he said to me that, that like it's it's branching out to other parts of his life like it's like he couldn't do this movement but now he can so he couldn't say for example squat but now he can and then that goes into like his work for example like he was scared of or concerned about going into a leadership position but because he couldn't do this movement and now he can he's like well if I can't do that then maybe I can do this and if I can do this I can do this and there's these like connections in his mind that are like just Uh, overflowing into other areas of his life and I think that's such a fantastic thing that you go from the health and fitness to then progressing in his career progressing in his family life progressing in wherever else because his confidence has increased because he's like if I can do this I can do this I can do this I can do this and I think that's such a lovely place to, to, to 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 be for someone
0: And I think for a lot of people, it's fear as well that, but for me, I know it was that, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to go to the gym and do that because I'll fail and I'll make a show myself. And, um, and I was, you know, at this perfectionism, I'm like, if I can't do it properly, I'm not going to do it at all. And, uh, but I think one thing that, that fitness has taught me is you have to fail to get better. You know, you have to, you, that's how, that's literally how your muscles grow. Like, you know, you need to bring it to failure. You, you know, you need to, um, be willing to like, nothing's going to be perfect at first when you go in, like you said, you're not like, you're going to, most people are going to come into the gym and not be able to squat properly. Maybe not be able to reach overhead properly um, because of mobility issues. And um, I find that particularly with women who've had kids as well, you know, they'd have a, um, a lot of mobility issues around the hips um, and the, and actually the shoulders and stuff from pregnancy. But, um, and to re, but then when you start realizing that doing these little things like working on your mobility or just coming back, Week after week after week, that what you're doing is improving the issue, and that transfers everywhere. Then it's like, oh, I could actually take that leadership role. I probably am not going to be the perfect leader at first, but I'll learn as I go, and as long as I reflect and learn, I'm I I'm going to become a fantastic leader someday. And like the same with with growing a business, because I want to talk to you a little bit about leaving your job and business and stuff now in a minute, because obviously I did the same. Um. But it's to to take that leaf and be like, okay, I'm not going to be the perfect coach straight away. I'm not going to have, like, I'm not going to just leave my job and be make, making a multi-million euro or a pound business. It's going to take time. I'm going to learn as I go. I'm going to offer everyone the best that I have now and continue to grow. And that's a huge, that's something that I very much got from fitness.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, and, and I think as soon as you have that, it snowballs so much quicker it's like this first step is extremely challenging i'm not saying that everything from there on is going to be easy but as you do it more and more these new steps become easier and easier because you've done like the big one so let's say it's signing up to the gym for someone is a really big thing as soon as they've got past that when they hit another challenge they're like well i've done this massive thing therefore everything else is slightly smaller. And as you go through life, it it, it snowballs and snowballs and snowballs and you start to gain more and more confidence as as time goes on.
0: Yeah, and the ceiling starts to push and then you start dreaming really big. And it's funny because I now feel more like I did as a child. You know, somewhere along the way, I squashed all my confidence through my teen years and my twenties and probably numbed it then with alcohol on a weekly basis for a long time. Whereas now I'm like, what can I, what else can I achieve? You know, and I kind of, I now kind of don't believe that there's much that I couldn't achieve if I wanted to. And it comes down to the cost of, am I willing to put in the work? What's the trade-off for this goal? And that's a whole different issue. But would you talk to us a little bit about what it was like leaving your job? And like, I presume that wasn't an easy decision to make when you decided to make this career change.
1: It was the longest decision of my life, if I'm honest, like, like, if i if I'm being honest, it, looks like I'm like to a lot of people that I work with, it's kind of like, oh, you're leaving and so then it's done. But for me, it was, it was months in my head of, I think I, I think I need a change here. Um, I, I I wanted to give fitness, I mean, I I was coaching for about 18 months before I left. um, And I was kind of doing that around, um, around full time work. I I used to work Monday to Thursdays. And then on Fridays, I'd coach. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I'd do like some um, bits and bobs, but not so much um, like in-person coaching, like website and things like that. Just when I could, when my son was asleep and things like that. Um, But I was toying with it for ages and it's one of those things where I was sat there and I was like, I know I need to do this. Like the mind was already made up that I was going to do it. It's just how am I going to do it and how prepared can I get in order to do it? And I think there was only a certain amount of preparation that I could do before I took the plunge, right? Like I had um, people asking for training and opportunities there but I couldn't explore them because I was working so much. So it was like a catch 22 of, yeah. I would have to leave my job in order to explore them, but then I would have to leave my job in order to explore them. So I was kind of sat on it for ages. And then in February this year, I was, I was really unwell. I was, I was off work for a, a month. Um, and th- that I was like uh, pretty much in bed for a month. And that was like a lot of, I was, wasn't very well. So it was a bit like weird, like illness reflection time. So I was a bit yeah. all over- but kind of at that point I was like you know what i'm I'm going to do it I was kind of when I was getting ready to go back to work I really wasn't looking forward to it and I was like I think I, I kind of said to myself this is this is this is all I need to know like you know my job my job was okay it was nice people it was um but it was it, it was time for me to to go and do something else so I was like you know what there's a lot of uncertainties but I'm just gonna take the plunge go for it and see what happens and um, and so I, I left there and, and started coaching kind of full time, uh, in, uh, it kind of started in
0: April, May time. Yeah, that, no, that's such, um, an interesting thing to hear about because, um, my, I suppose my side of it is, so the, I have been coaching full time since this time last year. So since June 2020 i'm like what even year are we at 2020 2022. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 since 2020 it's just been a blur but the year before that i had um take i was doing a job share in school so i was working part-time as a teacher i'm going backwards because i can't work back to go forwards if that makes sense so the the previous school year i was working um so i was working like thursday friday monday tuesday wednesday oh no Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, one week. And then I'd be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, the following week. So okay. I was trying to balance my coaching and I was still doing a lot of in-person PT. And I had I'd been working in like a classes gym and stuff at that stage. And it was a lot like trying to and trying to switch then into teacher mode and the planning and you know, and obviously I had to coordinate with the teacher that I was working with. So it was really full on, but I was very kind of laser focused. I want to be able to make my business work so I can take a career break. So the year before that, I was trying to do like, once we got back to school after COVID, I was trying to work for teach full time and coach people on the side and obviously three kids at home. So it like the past few years, Have really taken its toll but I am in the really lucky position as a teacher I don't know what it's like in the UK but we get up to five years career break that you can take so what that means is you apply for the career break and you get a year unpaid leave but you can go back then to your exact same post exact same pay scale like it's an ideal situation so that's what I'm on at the minute I'm on a career break this school year and I've been approved for a second school year um, of a career break. And it's for this kind of purpose. People take it to raise their families or, you know, if um, just different personal circumstances or building businesses and, you know, trying different things out. So I've been really fortunate that I haven't had to take that jump off the cliff.
1: Yeah, yeah. But how, how did you... So, so you haven't taken the absolute clean slice, right? But how did you choose when the right time was to take the career break? Because I think that's something that's quite... Uh, intimidating well especially for me because you're like because because for me i was like okay I, I, I did de- in an ideal world i would have to match income from one to the other so then there's like no change financially but that's impossible, that's impossible. while trying to do both right yeah. so how did you decide when was going to be the right time to to go you know what i'll take this break now instead of uh in a month's time or, or before when, why was, why was it the right time for you when you took it?
0: Well, it was very much a jump as well, you know, obviously not as much of a jump as you took, but if I didn't take it, then I would have had to wait a whole other year to take it. And like that, it was, the work was piling up. I was starting to burn out and I knew I wouldn't survive another year I'm like, it's now or never. So I kind of, you know, talked to my husband. I was like, can we make this work? We started taking Spanish students in to try and bring up the income a little bit and, you know, just um, just making kind of sacrifices and just being like, no, we can do this for a year. We're not going to bankrupt ourselves for a year if everything fails, we'll be okay. And I can go back to teaching the next year then if I need to. But obviously, thankfully that didn't happen. But I was willing to, like, I think when we make these kind of changes, you kind of need to just be like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. And then go from there. And when I knew it was the right time that when I was doing that job share, I um like the kids I was working with were lovely, but it was just, it just wasn't right. And I used to dread having to come back after the, the taste of a, a week of being a PT. And then I'm like, oh, back, back. And it was like my old self dragging me back. And it was nothing to do with the school or my colleagues or the kids, which were all fantastic. It was just, it was me. It was like an old part of me pulling me back. And I needed to just break free. And I, I just, yeah. So
1: I, 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 yeah, I, yeah I, it sounds like it's this kind of similar thing to what I've felt just like, I just know I have to do this. I say this about some kind of big decisions in my life and I'm like, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but I, I just know like every, every time I speculate about things or the future or anything like that, everyone, everything for me just led back to this decision of yeah. like leaving my job and doing this. And it's just like, I just have to do this. It's yeah. just about figuring out the best way to do this, like, and and I'd left it for long enough that it was just like, you know what? Let's just um, go for the slice and 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 see how it goes. Yeah.
0: And it's funny what you say about just. I know I have to do this. I get this that feeling in, in me all the time now. Where and I, I just have really learned to trust my gut. Like you know, I will know that something is going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I won't know how I'm going to achieve that goal, but I know that I will. Yeah. And I'll just lean into what feels right, and things will come in my path that are supposed to come in my path. And I'll make really big decisions now, just like that. I'll be like, right, yeah, done with this, or I'm going this direction. And I'll just, and it doesn't, but like the weird thing is, like stuff like that would have always freaked me out years ago. I'd be like, oh, I can't make a big decision. Fear would hold me back. Whereas now I'm like, no, I know when something is the right decision, and I'll make it, and I won't look back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really empowering feeling.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. As soon as and I, and I think again, I think that comes back from the. But I think that comes. I think that originate. I think the seed was planted for that sort of thing from fitness, and it escalates from fitness for for a lot of people. It's that challenge in fitness and in health, and the fact that you're you start to get confidence in yourself and your body and your relationship with yourself. That then, when you start to make decisions, you're already got like some. uh uh, a lot higher self-esteem than you used to have because of the fitness-based stuff that then personal and life decisions are a lot easier to, to make because you have faith in yourself.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's so true that, re- that what you do with fitness is you're fixing that relationship with yourself. You're building that confidence And then I think it's whatever, like not everyone's going to go like people be like, oh, my God, I can't start um, training in the gym or I'm going to suddenly leave my job. (laughs) You know, but I think what happens is that you when you kind of start to heal that relationship with yourself and you start to believe in yourself a bit, the areas of your life that aren't right, you suddenly naturally want to fix. And I think that's what it is and what it was for me and you in that situation just happened to be. Our career paths whereas for someone else it could be a relationship yeah. it could be yeah they they they're finally going to take off and travel you know like if whatever the circumstances are um it, you have to put the work into yourself first and that's what it's all about and fitness is so much more than just the physical it's you know it's mindset it's your it's your emotions it's your self-belief it's everything but what I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about in relation to all of that is the importance of consistency <laughs>
1: So 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 for me, the, that that's that's kind of my key thing for 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 anyone that trains is just um, is just consistency. You will see, I've I've started getting pretty heavy on uh, videos, and I've got I've got one up at the moment, which is consistency versus in- intensity. And basically, what I found is is uh, a, a couple of a lot of people that I've coached that have stopped training or kind of been like yo-yo fitness um like kind of go into it and then go out of it and then go into it and go out of it is because they focus on the intensity instead of consistency and what that means is they go it's a sunday night or whatever and they go on monday i'm going to completely revamp my lifestyle so they're like chuck all the food in the bin that's bad um like go to the start, going to the gym that morning, sign up for classes or whatever, like four or five times a week, change everything that they're eating completely out with the old in with the new. And that's such a drastic, intense lifestyle change that no one in their family is going to be able to keep up with it. But also they're not going to struggle to keep up with it as well, because they would have binned all their favorite foods. They will be doing stuff that's all new to them. And it's just such a full on lifestyle change immediately that you can't Keep up with. Now, th- I'm not saying that that won't, that can't happen over time. But what I'm all about instead is consistently making small changes and then looking to improve on them. So, using that example there, instead of chucking all the food in the bin, you just plan what you eat for the next week, for example, and take into account that you need a bit more protein or you need to at least consider how many calories you're eating. And then as time goes on, you then basically make sure you've secured that habit of consistency for. I'm going to think about like my calories and my protein. And then you can expand on that as time goes on, instead of going for this really intense start that is completely unsustainable. Um, and then you you do get results if you just do small changes consistently. And that's what I think, that's what I really want, like anyone that I coach to understand is that you don't need to go in crazy all in and you can just make small changes and then you can make those small changes for the long term instead of going in and out of fitness.
0: Yeah, and those small changes build that evidence that we were talking about—that self belief. We're like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can, I can cook five meals from scratch this week. Okay, right. What will I do yeah. next week, and you, you rather than like if if you change everything and you're like, okay, yeah, now I don't eat carbohydrates anymore and I don't eat chocolate and I only eat meat and vegetables and I go to yeah all this kind of shit um yeah and then when anything gets thrown at you if someone makes a comment being like oh you're being a little bit obsessive or you know someone makes a comment oh uh, why are you doing that then you're like oh actually yeah why maybe I am being a bit obsessive why am I oh I better give this up um or or something else happens like you've got an, a, there's a party or a night out you're like oh do you know what I deserve a night off you have the night off and you never can manage to get yourself back to it. And that, so it's a trap that so many people, including myself over the years, have fallen into. Um, do you coach men or women mostly?
1: Uh, I would say right now it's probably a 50-50 split um, of, of men and women. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's a, it's a, a quite diverse um, split between both.
0: Yeah, the reason why I'm asking is I only coach women, and so I was wondering, um, if men and women struggle with that same kind of mindset when it comes to that all or nothing and um struggling to find that consistency.
1: I think yes, in my experience, it's been a split of of um, both. More so, I would say maybe men a bit more thinking that they've got to completely change ev- everything. Um, but I've 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 coached I've coached a few ladies who have who have been exactly the same of of uh, I'm going to get so into it like today I'm going to change this I'm going to change this I'm going to change this and it's kind of for me I'm like whoa let's just slow down slow down a bit like we can we can do all these things but let's do them in time in instead of like I I it's almost like raining in the enthusiasm a bit so you can't just get like and you have got to be like whoa let's just slow down and just do a few things make sure we're happy with that sustainably and then do a few things more you know and 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 go from there
0: yeah and like i obviously this every person is individual and depends but i'd imagine you know like that with the habits and the, the food and all that women are probably very oh no we're gonna have this this and this and everything's changing whereas and men are probably a bit more like that when it comes to the gym. I would imagine. Usually, in general, now I'm totally generalizing. Women are a little bit more cautious. Like I know any women that come to me new to my classes, um, will be you know afraid to lift too heavy, afraid that they might injure themselves. Whereas men will be coming in and be like, "Of course I can do that." And they'll just like lift up a weight and throw it up over their head, and you're like, "Okay, calm down." <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's, it's it's yeah, it's a stereotypical thing of a of a man going in and going, oh look at me smashing out my bicep curls or whatever, and you're just and and and, and like you know and and like it's it's a heavy weight, but it's all the technique is is it, the technique can be improved, right? And it's like let's just just slow that down. And just actually think of what we're trying to achieve here. You know, slow down whatever. Let's say a bicep curl, for example. Slow it down. Really, like have time under tension of your muscles. It's not about like back there again. It's not about proving a point to yourself or to anyone about this weight. It's but yeah. I mean, guys tend to definitely go. Yeah, I can lift it like heavy, and it's like sure you have maybe you've lifted heavy before but the the technique can be improved so much and we've got so much that we can do in the, in the kind of uh what would be the lower weight area to build them up and still get fantastic results before you get heavier um, and so it's just like you kind of got to just go stop and just trust what i have to say about slowing down a bit in order to you will still get results like you don't have to um go so intense
0: are men as receptive to coaching as women? Uh,
1: it's 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 it, in my experience, it completely depends on the person. Some people, some people, you know, they come in and you're like, okay, we're we gonna do this. And it's like, absolutely. And then some people you can tell uh that they're not they you can tell that they're listening to what you're, you're saying, but do they like hear it? And like, does it change their uh like mindset i i don't know but for me it's all about repeating it and it's not about i don't think i'm gonna change someone's mind by saying it once but it's like for me it's like i will prove it over time that this this is a better way to work um than than going in like full power um straight away
0: Yeah, I know it totally does depend on the person as well. But like one thing that I've noticed with my clients um, in relation to this kind of all or nothing step by step, you know, trying to get to this step by step consistency and the all or nothing is when they start doing my program is the there will always be. So like I I do group coaching, so I take them all in in a group and there will always be out, out of just say if I had 30 women, there will always be about six of them in every group that will be texting me my calories are too high I can't eat all of my calories and I'm like please try you're going yes. to need them further down the road the road and it's it is this diet culture mindset and kind of I have to kind of, it, and it is a process and you don't want to start lecturing someone to be like you know you have to eat all of these you know and I kind of say look I'm not encouraging eating for the sake of it but let's look at your meals and don't worry this is going to, we're, we're doing this over the course of the next couple of months you don't have to have it figured out all right all perfect at once or ever um but that's yeah I just find that mindset is is a real struggle to work through
1: yeah I mean I I I, I was listening to I think it, I don't think it was your last show it was the show before and you were talking about the amount of calories that that you're eating at the moment and it's I, I it's. I think it's closer. I might be. I think it's closer to three thousand calories that you're eating at the m- moment because you're yeah. a muscle gaining phase. Yeah. And for a lot of people, like listening to, to that, or like a lot of ladies listening to that, would be like, "What? Like, because because everyone everything's like ingrained to eat as little as possible." And it's like, no, no. Like you can still if you're active and you've worked like your way to it you can you can like enjoy and eat food but it's such a hard thing to say but for someone for the whole time before you has believed one thing and then they come to you and you go yeah 2000 2500 calories is fine and it's just like and they're like what like it's such a different shift to to um to what someone had originally believed you know yeah
0: and what I get a lot now not so much with the ladies that I'm working with you know we very much have conversations about it and we take it step by step but I find you know the way in social media people will always be a little bit meaner so on some of my uh when I put up a video uh about you know I kind of say you know, most women should be in and around somewhere between 1700 and 2400 calories to lose body fat obviously totally depends on the person their height their weight their size and everything but um there's some really angry people in the comments and they're oh that's easy for you to say you know because you are a personal trainer and you exercise all the time I'm like I'm not that active like I'm not you know I I go to the gym four times a week I try get a walk in most days and that's about it like I'm not training for a marathon like I don't need a huge more amount of calories than the next person um but, it's, but I think there's very much that mindset out there that, oh, that's fine for them. Yeah. But that's not okay for me. I'm different. And then there are cases where people have, I suppose if they have been restricting for long periods of time, they do need to reverse diet. But in general, most people aren't actually eating. They think they're eating 1200 calories a day and they're not. This is what frustrates me so much. And um, because I always like to take the positive constructive approach. But I'm like, when someone tells me that they're eating 1200 calories a day, I'm like, and I do I hate asking. them like, but are you, are you weighing everything? Are you measuring everything? And I feel like I'm accusing them. I'm like, I'm not accusing you, but we have to go through this. Are you weighing everything? Are you measuring everything? Are you inputting it correctly? So when you go to my fitness pal, are you putting the correct weight? Are you putting the correct item? Or are you just picking a generic thing? Are you tracking 1200 calories seven days a week? Or are you taking some Saturdays off and then, probably if you're consuming 1200 calories you're then consuming probably three or four thousand then on saturday so throughout the week how many calories are you consuming if we divide that all up and that's what i'm trying to i'm like i'm not trying to get you to eat any more calories we're just trying to organize it better
1: yeah it's it, yeah it's just that like we just tried to put in a uh structure that works because it seems to me like your structure isn't working so you just like yeah you almost want to go okay let's just start fresh and whatever you're doing now like ignore it and we'll just start brand new and you do kind of exactly as I say from this point like you know with the tracking things like that where people like oh my tracking's fine and it's like well it's not or otherwise you wouldn't be talking to me so there's like there's a there's a disconnect somewhere and like and, and so I'd like to educate you straight from right from the beginning so we can try and identify that that where there's where there's an issue. Right. So if yeah. it's tracking, then we can find that together. Or if it's w- whatever we like, if it's how much you move, we can find that together sort of thing, you know. But yeah, And I
0: think, yeah, I think with that style of tracking as well is that. A huge issue there is guilt guilt around food, and even for me now with my with my journey up to um recently now i've I've since reduced my calories I've gone on holidays in August, so I've reduced my calories a bit to lose a little bit of body fat after my gaining phase, but I'm eating about two thousand three hundred calories to be in a calorie deficit at the minute now obviously, my calories are not going to be for everyone it depends again on the individual um and I always say to people to just contact me if they want me to kind of to figure out their They're what calories they I reckon they should be on, but um, what was I trying to say about this? Yes, like so with my even at the most when I was eating two thousand nine hundred and seventy calories a day, it took a little bit of forward planning to be like, okay, how can I make sure I eat all of those in? But what I found it was just for the first time in my life I was able to track seven days a week, even my weekends, and if my weekend days were over that, then I was able to take them back a little bit from the weekdays. And stay, it was just, it was more structured. And I finally released this food guilt instead of trying to stick to 1700 calories Monday to Thursday, maybe tracking Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, just not tracking, but feeling, oh, I need to get back on track again on Monday. And it worked for me for years. I, I maintained my weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I lost weight for years. I Then I maintained it for years and it was fine. But my mindset was better once I upped the calories and tracked everything. I know, and I don't agree, so I know I'm throwing a load of information out here. I don't agree that tracking is forever. Tracking is a tool that we use to get to where we want to go, to educate ourselves a bit better, to help us reach our goal. And it's not, And then, we, then it is something we need to take a break from, but it's something then we always have that tool that we can take back out to use again when we need to. But the mindset was a big thing for me with tracking everything. And that's what I'm trying to say to my clients is, track everything, you have more calories now. Don't skip the weekend. Get it all down. Even if you're over, track everything at the weekend because I guarantee you, you'll have ate way less if you track it than if you don't track it all.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I've actually done this with a with a client before of just, I haven't even, we've talked about calories loosely and then I've just been like, okay, now I don't really care what you eat. Just track everything for a week and let's understand what's in things and how to track before we start hitting the number just because it's like just just the habit of tracking and understanding what you're eating is just like part of the battle right so I'm like if you're gonna eat some whatever if you're gonna eat a, a couple of chocolate bars track them and then you can see the impact before we start going okay that's your week then what we can what can we do with your week before we've even talked about calories it's just a case of actually just tracking. Like appropriately and understanding what's in everything that you're eating.
0: Yeah, and information,
1: information, is power.
0: exactly is po- yeah. once you know what you're putting into your body, and if your body's not responding, then we've we've somewhere to work from. But if you're like, oh, I, you know, I can't lose body fat. I'm like, are you tracking everything? We don't know how much energy you're taking in versus, and then we can look at if there's, if there's issues with hormones or if there's issues elsewhere. Um, And we can manipulate, we can manipulate things to help you reach your goal, but we need the information. So that's where the tracking comes in.
1: Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's data, right? That like everything, um, it it all comes down to the data, right? So the tracking data, uh, uh, like weight, if you're looking to lose um, body fat or or decrease weight, then again, it's just data. It's just looking at the data and seeing what you can do with the data in order to get closer towards that goal. You know, what have you done? What can you do? What can you try? Looking at the data, what works, what doesn't work?
0: Yeah. So obviously then calorie counting is just a small part of the puzzle of... um, (laughs) building a healthy lifestyle and losing weight or getting healthy or building muscle or whatever your goals are and um, when you're working either with a coach or on your own, what other habits do you recommend your clients kind of get down with?
1: Straight straight off straight off the bat for for, for pretty much most people, I would say two things. I would say one, look at what you're eating, like we just said, eating calories, protein. Just start looking into that a bit more and you can, um, and then you can start looking at calories and how much protein you should eat and then what food brings in what and start getting a bit more of an understanding of that. And the second thing is a very generic, get moving more. Now, mm-hmm. the thing that I find for most people, get moving more is walking because walking, and we spoke about this a little bit earlier on, walking is accessible. You can go walking from pretty much anywhere. Uh, and it, you can fit it into most of your day-to-day life. I would say for anyone who's looking to lose fat, but also to feel a lot more, let's say healthier, um, walking is the key or just getting moving more is the key and getting moving more consistently is the key as well. So going out for a walk every day, or if it's not walking something else a couple of times a week. Now for me, the next stage after that would be gym and resistance training. But before you get to that point, uh, sometimes I'd introduce that at the same time, but if someone's just like, Oh, I just want to focus on a little bit, I would say food and walking, and then we'll move to the resistance training later on. But those two things will they sound quite simple, but they will get fantastic results just implementing those two things into your into your day to day life and just looking to improve on those two things. And and they're fairly accessible for most people to 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 do those two things in some capacity and then improve it.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. And like that's exactly the same kind of mentality that I have with it. And what I always say to my clients, and some of them hate hate me for it because I'm always like, you don't need a rest day from walking yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But anyway <laughs> but you don't get out well, obviously if you're injured it's different but for everyone else yeah. even if you're tired aren't you tired to go for a walk no you're not yeah get exactly. out your door go for five minutes one direction and yeah, then you exactly. can turn back if you want to but what happens then is and that we use that five minute action in my coaching it's like just get out the door for five minutes you have guilt-free permission after five minutes to stop but what happens after five minutes? You yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're going to keep going. And uh, because it does make you feel better. And if you do walk for five minutes and you still feel like shit and you're exhausted, then turn back. Obviously, yeah, yeah, you are exhausted. You need to go to bed. But most of us, it's a mental tiredness, particularly tiredness after work or, you know, after dealing with kids. And like, we just want to lie on the couch. Do we feel better from lying on the couch? No, we still feel just as tired. So unless you actually need to go to bed and sleep, there's no reason why you can't go for a walk, and that's what I like about it. Whereas you do obviously with training, you're going to need rest days.
1: I I I I have this thing with 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 walking, which is basically um, I have never felt like I have never felt worse after going for a walk or trying to go for a walk. Um, and like I, I I doesn't mean that like if I feel really awful in the mornings, let's say I feel like a. A one or two out of 10 I'm like I can't be dealing with the day if I can force myself to go for a walk I'm never so occasionally I'd come back and be like 10 to 10 I'm on top of the world I'm going to combat everything but I that's not often but I will always come back feeling better than when I originated in bed like and and that's the thing for me is it's just like just get out get for a walk get some fresh air you might go from feeling a two out of ten to a two and a half out of 10 but you will feel slightly better than if you'd sat and and, and done nothing all, all, all the time now there might be like extreme examples when that's not the case but as 95 yeah. to 99 percent of the time you're going to feel slightly better or a lot better after after going for a walk or getting moving in some way
0: yeah no 100 percent, and i would argue that it is possibly the number one most important thing when you're making healthy changes that obviously you need to get in control of your portions and your calories and stuff in order to lose body fat or to gain muscle. Whatever you know, you need we we need that information. But if you're having a really shit day and you can barely get out of bed, um, number one priority get out for five minutes for a walk put your headphones on keep your put up a hood if you don't want anyone to talk to you keep the head down but just get moving get out there get some fresh air it really does change and it's funny because i um have a teenager now he's 13 he's just finished school now so he for the summer so the other kids are still in school because they're in primary school we get really long holidays over here um and he's spending most of the time lounging on the couch now like he's literally on his phone scrolling the whole time he's like a slug we call we call him the slug at the minute um (laughs) But I came home um, from the gym yesterday and I was going to go out for a walk and I was like, I'm going to make him come with me. Uh, I was on the phone to my dad. I was like, oh, I'll try and get the teenager to come with me. And my dad was like, yeah, get him up, like make him go with you. He can lie on the couch for the rest of the day. And he was as cross and cranky coming out. with me. He did not want to go at all. And I just kind of ignored him and just kept being like, oh, look at this. Isn't this lovely? And, you know, then started talking about holidays and, you know, just trying to change the subject. And he was giving out about his little brother who's um, hidden his FIFA game and all this, you know, everything was terrible. And he was like, oh, I've only two months of holidays left. You know, there's kind of I'm, like, I'm not even going to bite. Like, I think he says these things to try and wind me up. And yeah. <laughs> literally, because we live near the sea and we're about a 10 minute walk from the sea. By the time we had got to the sea, he was like a new child yeah yeah now he went back to be a slug again afterwards but he was in better form
1: but that's fine but that's fine because you're like well you've done it now like you've done it now and if he wants to go back and he like and go back to like to be a slug for the rest of the day that's fine like that's absolutely fine because you did the thing and like that's what i that's that's what i would say to, to to kind of anyone it's this like oh i like doing whatever it's like, that's cool go out do your walk come back do the thing that you like like on the weekend for the rest of the day like that's not yeah. a not an issue but just if you're going from zero moving to let's say 30 minutes of moving on a saturday and then you don't move for the rest of the day that is a drastic improvement from where you were and that, and that's the thing it's it's like you've you like like you don't have to go in at the deep end you're, you're, you're you've done something and that's like awesome and like you say like he's done it now so that's like yeah like you go back to chilling and whatever yeah doing whatever. And, oh, and the done. same <laughs>
0: yeah the same like at the weekend like I love going hill walking like and we're lucky where we live we've got loads of kind of mountains around us and stuff so um I'd often go up, you know, up into the hills, go hill walking, and uh, what I love then after that is the cozying up. And I come home having a nice hot shower, getting into your jammies, cozying up for the evening. And it's so much more enjoyable after being out in the cold and the muck and the you know getting out there. And even just a 30, 30 minute walk, whatever you were going to do that made you not really want to go for the walk, like you were saying, you're going to enjoy it so much more. Yeah. because it'll it'll feel so much more worth it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, having a having a little sleep and after doing like a really active morning, it's the the best sleep, you know, <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, but you've done it and, and like that, you're, you know, you're you doing something that you want to do, but you've also done something that's really good for you as well. And so it's just a p- perfect combination.
0: Yeah. And that will eventually lead to And like not everybody is going to want to go then to the gym put headphones on and start lifting weights, but there's loads of different things. Like what my argument is, there is something out there for everyone. So when you get to the stage, you're like, okay, I'm losing body fat, feeling hitter or fitter and healthier. I, and then there people will be like, Oh, I'm hearing, I I really need to, to start doing some resistance training. My doctor says my joints are getting sore. And I, you know, I've no muscle. Um, I need to build some muscle. Um, what's going to be so important is finding something you enjoy it doesn't matter what it is like every re- like go do classes go do crossfit go to the gym and work with a personal trainer go do yoga do pilates do- like it doesn't matter just do something that you're going to want to do every week and for most people if you were managing to get out to to the gym or to a class or whatever it is to do your resistance training twice a week and walked all the rest of the time you'd be laughing
1: yeah and and that's the thing and i think I, I think there's this thing of like okay like, like I don't know you were saying that you went four, for uh you went you go you train four times a week I train four times a week at the moment as well and there's this thing of like um oh well if I'm only going once or twice to the gym a week is that enough and and my answer to that would be well if 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 a couple of months ago you were going zero and then you're starting to con- consistently that comes back to what I said earlier like consistent, to consistently go once a week you are like you're a huge like that is huge results like you are a, you are a complete winner like you could argue that that four is like is better than one but that doesn't matter because you it's a comparison to yourself and yourself was going zero times and now yourself going is going one time so that's like whatever 100% more than you were going and that is like fantastic and I think it's not about looking at like me, you, or other people that go can go into the gym for years. And it's about what, like you say, what find finding what works for you. And if you're consistently going, it doesn't, it it like it, it's it's a massive win.
0: Yeah. And two days a week over time is going to make a huge difference. Considering if you know you've got your, your nutrition dialed in, you're walking every day, you're in a calorie deficit, you're losing body fat, and you then you're stimulating these muscles twice a week you are they're going to start popping through you're going to you will start to look up, but you will also start to get stronger like it particularly as we age like both of my parents are now training which is gas my dad um suffered really bad with covid he got covid kind of in the first thing you know it back in march 2020 and he was in hospital for five weeks nearly died so when he came out he was literally like like my dad was always kind of a strong like tall strong man and he was like a rake after it and then so he it took him a long time to recover, and like he's fully recovered now, which is great. But he started the local CrossFit gym that I was in at the time. Um, did, we're doing over sixties classes, over sixty fives, over fifty fives, and so he we kind of my me and my sister kind of bullied him into go, and we were like, just go try it out, you know. They were start just starting the classes, and he was like, oh, like, but he my dad will never do something if it's someone else's idea. But like he'd obviously been listening to it on the radio, the experts talking about how important it is to resistance, right? So it was in his head anyway. So he goes, "Oh, go off and try it," and, and that was when he went off. Like it was like a kid on his first day of school, and me and my sister were texting each other, you know. And my sister was still living at home at times at the time. So when he arrived home I she texts me and she's like oh Katie absolutely loved it and I was like oh what did he say and she goes no he didn't say anything he said it was all right but he can't take the smile off his face <laughs> and but he's stuck at it and so like three years later he still is going twice a week and he is like a new man he loves it and he's retired now and there are two things in his week that he does every week and then because my mum has seen the difference in him my mum has asked me to train her twice a week so now me and my mum get together in the gym and um like at first it was kind of a stressful. Oh, where am I going to fit this in, you know? And but now it's like I really look forward to that time I get to spend with her. And like my mom has arthritis, and like she's not coming to the gym to try and like look lean, built or anything. She just wants to be able to fucking move. Like, and twice a week is plenty. Did
1: did 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 you find when you did, I, I you said that you so your mum your mom and your dad have have recently got into it? Did you find that at home the it was a challenge to convince everyone to get into fitness or like, were you the first one or has it always been something that's culturally been around in your, in your family? Like, is it, it, were you the leader in kind of getting everyone, like, for example, your dad, like, even though he's not convinced, he kind of sees you and sees other things. He's like, okay, I'll go. Do you think you're the leader in getting fit within your family? Or do you think that, that you've always been a kind of active, active family?
0: it's funny like it's a funny dynamic um because like growing up my parents were always really into hill walking so like we'd have always been and probably as well we probably didn't have a lot of money back then as well so at the weekends like we weren't going off to shows and doing all the expensive stuff shopping or whatever we were dragged up the mountains and it's so funny like now I still love that whereas my sister is scarred from it like she's like, I fucking and she's like no, I'm not free. no I'm not going I'll meet you afterwards like so like my sister not particularly um and my so my mom would have always been into kind of walking and but then like my mum would have been really into her career and really like my mom is quite academic and you know that would be a priority to her and in recent years like she retired she was a teacher and um she retired and she went to back to university and she's just after finishing a history degree so that has been all-consuming for her so she has gotten very immobile from being sitting and studying a lot lately but like growing up my dad my dad was a guard a policeman and um, so he was always really strong, really active, but like never went to the gym or anything like, you know, he'd be like, gym, like, you know, the road is my gym. And but he got into running um, when I was a teenager. He got into running and he did a triathlon and, you know, he did a few things like that and then kind of stopped in recent years. Like in the past 10 years, the kind of it just, I don't know, life kind of got in the way. So not, not particularly. And I wasn't a very sporty kid as a kid. So I started getting into fitness kind of about 2016, I think, but it was very much at the time because I wanted to look a certain way and just trying to figure out, just finding my feet with everything, doing home workouts in and dabbling in and out of the gym. And um, so it was very much for me, it was very intrinsic. It was something that came from within me. It wasn't like my parents were not gym goers, like my family were not, you know, like relatively active but not like they're not like fit family or anything like that and when I started showing an interest in making a career change my parents were very cautious about it like they were very careful not to encourage me too much if that makes sense because I suppose you know it's a from a loving place and a fear they would have been very much like um my dad would be like, oh, you couldn't leave teaching. You know, what about your pension? And, you know, and my mom was a teacher herself. And I think it was very hard for her to, that I was, not that she ever wanted me to do like something for her, you know, but I think she, I think it, it shocked them. So then when I was really getting into the gym and I'd be like, they wouldn't humor me really. Like, so I wouldn't really talk to them about it. Now it's funny, everything's changed in about the past year because since my mom has come in and started, I've started training her, she sees it, she gets it yeah and he gets it now and i know they really respect it but it doesn't really come from them per se if that answer, if that was a really long way to answer your question
1: yeah yeah so the, so, so even though they they moved they did it was a moving family the the, the the kind of detail that you've got into was a Uh, a self-discovery journey as opposed to something that was kind of yeah uh, I want to say pushed on you maybe that's not the right word but something that was kind of uh shown to you by um others within your family sort of thing like you found it yourself um and what you like yourself
0: yeah it was very intentional like it wasn't something that, that happened to me yeah 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 speaking then of I suppose in relation to families and um let's talk a little bit about parenthood And how important fitness is for you and setting an example for your son and even just the career change and trying to build a business and how that's affecting being a parent and how you're managing it all. Um, Because obviously when you have your son, you have him on your own. So that's going to be challenging.
1: Yeah, there's some challenges. My my, son's, my son keeps asking me, he keeps on saying, uh, Daddy, if you left your, because I, I told him that I left my job at the, at the bank that I used to work at, and he keeps on saying to me, Daddy, if you left your job, how come you're still working? And I'm like, well, no, I left my old job, but I have a new job, but because it's like um, an unconventional way of working at the moment where i'm kind of working for myself and i'm kind of in and out and going into the gyms and stuff like that i don't think he sees it as my traditional like nine to five in the office sort of thing so there's some interesting conversations where i need to explain to him but i'm kind of using that as an opportunity to to explain to him that the kind of um things can be a bit more fluid in in life than just the kind of standard job like for for example for you the, the teaching you know like like that's a it's a very uh like let's say safe job like teaching and working a bank for me as well like so I'm trying to use it as a thing of like okay but you can kind of think outside the box when it comes to jobs and careers and things like that but that's an interesting thing to 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 discuss with him with the fitness for him it depends on kind of what I'm trying to do I, it requires a lot of planning around when i have him in order for when i train um especially when i was working an office job i would need to find gaps where he was he was um at his mum's house and not with me or i would need to take him with me which is fine i think a lot of independent gyms are a lot more flexible about taking your kid with you i think you need to check out with them whether it's okay if it's like if it's busy if your kids can be like managed um but i think like uh, independent gyms are a lot more flexible than the kind of big chains about having kids around i've seen some gyms local to me that also do like uh uh uh, mum and daughter classes and things like that so you can take your kids in and, and and get them in there so it's like getting them involved in there Um, when I was running a bit more, I'd take my son with me. Um, he's really likes riding, riding his bike. He's got BMX. Um, so I would take him, I would run. And then the technique for me that I worked, worked really well is, this this was when I was trying to lose quite a lot of weight. So I wouldn't have any chocolates or sweets in the house because I have zero self-control. Um, so that's what worked for me. But when we would go and get something, I'd say, okay, well, I'll run, you ride, we'll go and get an ice cream or whatever, and then we'll come back. Um, and I, that really worked for me as well. So we were kind of incorporating something fun and something that what he wanted to do with something what I wanted to do. And that worked really well um, in order to get us both out and get us moving and to have that... Uh, active um like healthy moving culture and stuff and he's kind of now found his own things that he likes doing um and he's he's fairly into that which which I'm really happy with like you know him being active and moving and having his own kind of um sports that he likes
0: yeah and that's just to be able to set that example to show your child that you don't have to do what I'm doing but yeah. it's i think showing your child first of all that you're doing a job that you love and that you you have hobbies and interests that you enjoy is setting that example for them that you find what you enjoy it doesn't have to be what i enjoy and um just showing them what i suppose commitment and passion actually is
1: yeah and it's it it, it goes exactly back to what we were talking about earlier on about like if you consistently try and work towards something you can achieve it and like you were saying about like you are pushing yourself and you can kind of see things and you're like I could do this I could do this I could do this the possibilities are endless if you can give that as a gift to your uh like kid then when they start to grow up and they're like oh the possibilities are endless when it comes to their career when it comes to their health or when it comes to what they want to do and things like that it's just such an amazing um like mindset for them to have that will get them a uh, head start because it's it's it's, it's a uh, like a mental uh advantage advantage maybe isn't the right word but it's like a, a mindset for them which means they can know they know that they can achieve what they want to achieve
0: yeah I think there's little else more important than we that we Agreed. can actually give them yeah I think it is yeah. the most important thing yeah. all right last question what does the word health mean to you
1: uh um, it's for me, it means a, a positive relationship with your body and with your mind. And I think we only touched on the minds slightly today, and there's so much more to say about the mind. Yeah. But it's is a positive relationship with with your body, which then leads into your mind as well. And I think there's so much more in your mind that you can bring in more positively. But I think that's the that's the two things that are really key for
0: it. And I think it's something that people don't really touch on that much as well when it comes to, you know, uh, a lot of fitness coaches, a lot of, you know, personal trainers in the gym. You know, it's literally just about sets and reps and calories and mindset isn't touched off and it is a huge thing. But I think that's definitely we will have to do a part two down the line and talk mindset for 100 percent. But we'll finish up there. So for anyone who'd like to follow you, reach out um, find you online, where would they do that?
1: Uh, probably Instagram is the best thing. Uh, it's Nate Freeman PT on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on there. If anyone has any like questions or anything, just feel free to, to, um, to drop me a message. I'm happy to, to answer anything related to, to beginner fitness, but that's the one that's that that I'm on the most.
0: Yeah. And, um, Nate's videos are fantastic. So go on, have a look. They're really informative and they're eye catching and they're, yeah, no, they're really good. So Nate, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, I really me. enjoyed this
1: conversation. Great. Thanks, Kate.
0: Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that you enjoyed the episode and you got as much out of it as I did. So, before I finish up, I just want to say a few quick words on my eight week Nourish, Move, and Shine program. So, the Nourish, Move, and Shine program is group coaching specifically designed for busy ladies. So, busy mums, busy professionals, a mix of both. Um, with individual check-ins each week it has all the perks of the one-to-one coaching with the support and atmosphere and community of the group coaching so it really is win-win um so I'm a busy working mum of three myself so I know the challenges that you face I know how difficult it can be to make time for yourself sometimes it can feel impossible so um I do get it um it is suitable for anyone who wants to make healthy changes to their lives. So anyone from beginners to people looking for a reset and a refocus. It's not a restrictive diet. You won't get a meal plan. I don't believe in meal plans. And it's about making small changes gradually to build the foundations for lasting change. So what's included? Personalized calories and hand portions, food lists, step goals, at home or gym based workouts, whichever you prefer, you'll have four work, workout programs to choose from. Mindset work, which is a huge, important part of the program, which I think sets it apart from a lot of programs out there. Um, you will have app access. You'll be in a WhatsApp group for support, which is always a fantastic resource and um, great community. One to one support through email and WhatsApp. So you'll have access to me one to one on WhatsApp and, um, and email as well. Fun challenges throughout the eight weeks, measurements and progress checks every four weeks. We don't take our weight or measurements or photos every week. We do it every four weeks because who has time to be doing it every week? And I don't think that it's particularly beneficial to be doing it every single week. But you will have your weekly check-in form to fill out and you will hear back from me individually every week. So there is no Hiding from me, uh, there's no hiding in this program. But you will always be met, met with kindness, understanding, and never judgment. I don't take that drill sergeant approach, but I'm very much kind of solution orientated and will help guide you for the week ahead to overcome whatever obstacles you're facing to reach your goals. So, if you're interested, contact me on any of my social media: um, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, Kate Hamilton Health. There's a link in the bio of each of those pages as well where you can actually sign up. And um, you can also do so on my website, which is katehamiltonhealth.com. So it runs every eight weeks throughout the year. So then as I'm recording this, we are going into the current one on the 10th of July. But there will also be a program starting early September. And again, in late October, so they'll be there'll be two more programs after. the So there'll be July, September and end of October will be the last for this year. And we will have more in the new year then again also. So I will chat to you all again soon.